Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. It's great that I can uh, speak to you via video today. And uh, we are in the series called The Rock, and we want to look at 1 Peter chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there with me this morning? Uh, we're going to be talking about something really important today, and we're going to be talking about really this idea. Are you living for yourself or are you living for others? Living for yourself or living for others? And really what it comes down to, are you serving yourself or are you serving others? Earlier this week, I had a great opportunity to help a friend. Uh, I took a vacation day and I had a friend who needed to tear down a brick chimney. Well, it's kind of it's kind of not very fun work, actually, if you were to think about uh, This house was a 1910, it was built in 1910, and we had to take down two chimneys that were three stories high. And so here we are, I got my mask on and my earplugs, and I, I'm the one using the impact uh, hammer on getting these bricks down. The interesting thing about this day, one is I did it because I love my friend. He's, he's a great friend and is a great opportunity to help him. But I found myself in the middle of that kind of telling him what to do. I'm saying, wait a second, <laughs> I'm trying to lead in this situation and yet I'm here to help him. I like, I'm thinking about efficiencies, I'm setting goals in my mind, like I think we can get this level done in this amount of time. The interesting thing in the middle of that, I paused for a minute and I said, hey, do you mind that I'm just trying to lead in this situation? He goes, oh, not at all. He's like, in essence, like, I'm just happy you're here to help get this chimney down. Well, I'll tell you, at the end of that day, we got a lot done. And uh, I was blowing my nose and black stuff was coming out of it for two days. I was so dirty. I had soot all over me. But I was energized that night. I felt so alive and I had such physical manual labor. But why? Why did I come alive? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Is there a relationship between using our love for people, our act of service, and the gifts that God has given us? That when we see that circle effect take place, that we pop alive? Well, guess what? Peter, I think, knew something about this. In 1 Peter chapter 4, he starts this section about saying... Don't live for yourselves like the Gentiles. And he says things like this. You know, living for your own desires or your own living for sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. Basically, these things that really serve your own flesh. So he starts there by saying that. But then he goes on in verse um, verse 8, he says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. So he goes, don't live for yourself. Start to live for others. And the way that we live for others is to have a deep love for others. But then he's saying, when we love others, here's the interesting thing. Verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. As each has received a gift, think about that for a moment. Each one of you have received a gift. 
you've received a gift from God and he's given it to you. And it's like, I put it this way, it's a grace gift. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, have you ever said to somebody, man, they're so graceful in what they do? In essence, it's like saying, man, it's so, they do it so with such ease and such confidence. And if you were to go up, the person says, I can't believe you just do it. It's like, yeah, it comes natural. That's a grace gift. These things that just come so easy and naturally to us is a grace gift. As I already indicated, I have a gift of leadership. Some might say, I don't know if you do or not, Mark, but all those personality profiles and all those tests say that I have a gift of leadership. And that's why when I get into a situation, I tend to want to just lead. So I was trying to tell those bricks, get into a bucket and then get in the dumpster. I was trying to lead even bricks. But you know, when we begin to understand that God has deposited a gift and the gift is not to be used for ourselves, but it's really to be used for others, these grace gifts, and it has to be first rooted in love, I want to talk about that for a moment. Because sometimes we have these grace gifts and we start to say, wow, aren't I good at this? And we start living for ourselves. And the problem is, is as we start living for ourselves, it actually becomes selfish and we contain it and it only glorifies us. I don't know if you've been in churches. It definitely is not at our church. My word, our our worship leaders are incredible here at Grace Capital Church. But if you've been in a church and you've seen that worship leader who just thinks they're all that, you know, they, they've got their guitar and they're playing that rift and, and they're like, oh, worship Jesus, but look at me. Yeah, worship Jesus, look at me. You know what I'm talking about. That was awkward that I just did that. <laughs> but anyways, you know what I'm talking about. You, tell, you can tell that that person really is about, they're so impressed by their own actions as opposed to if you ever have our worship pastor, Pastor Richie or, or John Wallace or any of our other great worship leaders when they lead us, God has given them a grace gift, but they're doing it to glorify God. They're doing it to impart what they have and giving it to somebody else. Why? Why are they so willing to give it to somebody else? It's because of their deep love for people. You see, I think it's out of our love for people becomes a heart to serve people. It's out of our love for people that there becomes a heart to serve. And so as we begin to serve one another out of love, then the motivation is pure. Have you ever felt like somebody's asked you to do something? It's like, oh man, it's a bummer doing that. I don't really like to do that. Well, is it because you don't like to do it? Or maybe your, your grace gift is not there. Or maybe, just maybe, you actually don't love people. And so when you're doing it, you're doing it begrudgingly. So let's start this place. Out of love for people is a heart to serve. Out of love for people is a heart to serve. 
So this church is an amazing church. Grace Capital Church is an amazing church. Why? Why is it amazing? It's because you are a part of it. <laughs> this is your church and you're a part of it. And, and this church is awesome because of you. And there are already so many great people who are going around saying, how can I serve? How can I serve? But, but just think with me for a moment. What would it mean if we had a culture at Grace Capital Church where people weren't waiting for, to be asked to do things? That when they saw a garbage overflowing, that if they have a grace gift of acts of service, that they just say, I see a need, I'm going to serve and I'm going to take out the garbage. And nobody asked them. And, and they, but why? Why do they do it? It's because they love that somebody else is going to come to grace and they're going to see the building and they're going to see this place and they're going to like, what an amazing church. And it's your love for people that has provoked you to say, I want to use my grace gift to serve others. You see, it's out of our love for people that has this heart to serve. And as we start to serve people in our grace gifts, we come alive, we pop alive. That's why at the end of the day, when I tore down an entire three-store chimney with my friend, and when we got the second chimney one story down and my hands were still vibrating and my muscles were so sore and my friend told me I need to come home and rip off my shirt and show my wife my muscles and say, look at me, baby. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> Audra's probably really glad I didn't either. Anyways, why though? Why? Why was I so happy to do that? It's because I was using my gift. I was using my love for my friend to serve. And that combination is like this circle that happens that, that we pop alive. It reminds, us, reminds me of our logo. Our logo has three circles. If you take a moment when you walk into the building or if you see our new sign out front, you'll see the three circles and the three circles represent our commitments that we have with one another. Remember we said, if you've been around for a while, you look at your ring and it's a circle. It's a, it's a commitment. It's a covenant. It's our commitment first and foremost to Jesus. We are a Jesus centered church. Our commitment to Jesus. Our second one is our commitment to one another. And this is what we're talking about. This is what the scripture says that we need to, Serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. To serve one another. It's really to serve one another within the context of the family of Christ. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. So as we serve one another, we begin to... Oh, that's, let, me get, let me get that point. Yeah, our commitment to one another. So commitment to Jesus, commitment to one another, and third, our commitment to our community and our world. That's the three circles. But the how of we go about doing that, how we are committed to one another, I feel like that we can come alive as a church when we do three things. One, we are motivated out of our love for one another. We just love each other. And we have this desire when we come to church on Sunday morning or when we come to 
our life group session or when we reach under community, but especially in the body of Christ, when we are family, we come with the idea of how am I going to serve somebody? But it's rooted out of love, not out of look at me. Aren't I awesome? We know you're awesome. You don't have to. We don't have to look at you. We already know you're awesome. Rooted out of love. We serve one another. But here's the key. Find out your grace gift. Find out what you're good at. Find out the thing that you just naturally comes to you. You don't even have to work at it. It just comes so naturally. Hey, maybe you're an encourager. And you just want to find, go and encourage as many people as you can that day. You're like a a little dispenser. You're like just popping out encouragement. Encourage, 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 encourage. And as you begin to do that, you come alive because you love people. You're serving them in that way and you're using your grace gift. You're going to leave the morning feeling like you're on cloud nine. Try it. So the key is going to be, one, finding out what your grace gift is, but also understanding that it has to be rooted in our love for people. Because if it's not, if it's not, then your motivation is going to be wrong. It's not going to have the desired impact that you want to have. You have to be rooted out of your deep love and and compassion for people if it is actually going to produce the glory to God that is meant to produce. Otherwise, it's glory for self. And you know what? At that point in time, it's, well, it feels good for a little bit, but it puffs you up and God doesn't get the glory. The interesting thing uh, of Ephesians 4.12, Ephesians 4.12, it really talks about the role of us leaders in the church of understanding that our job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Our job is to equip you to do the work. And when we say the work, it really is the, these ideas of that for you to serve the body. So what we, our job is to do is to help you find those places of service, to help you find those places that you can come alive and serve the body. And the reality is it's, it's the idea of equipping the saints to build up the body. Build them up. Build them up. This whole idea of building. How do you build muscle? You actually work out your muscles. You, you go to the gym. You exercise. You exercise. So how are we as a body, uh, a family at Grace Capital Church? Every single one of you sitting in those seats right now, you have a grace gift you might need to ask yourself to grow in your love for people. Some of you say, I love Jesus, but I don't love people. That's a problem. For us to love Jesus, we have to love people because that's the whole point of this all, is to, to, to be able to love one another. We're known by our love for each other, right? We're known by our love for each other. So we have to begin to start exercising our grace gifts, exercising our grace gifts. We're only going to get stronger if we exercise our grace gifts. And so as you begin to exercise them, as you begin to have these dispensers of these these grace gifts and you're just popping them out, those things that just come naturally to you anyways, it's not going to be a burden, it's going to be a joy. 
the stronger you'll become, the more weight you'll be able to lift, the more that we will grow together as a church. Can I tell you something that I'm feeling? I'm feeling like God is continually preparing us for something beyond our wildest imagination. I've told you in the past that I've seen visions of people flooding into this into this place, and I've, I've seen, well, I mean, just last week, we saw all those salvations and baptisms and healings. It's, it's incredible what the Holy Spirit is doing. But that is just the beginning. It is just the start of what God is doing. So I wonder if he is telling us that this message right here in 1 Peter chapter 4, he says, stop living for yourself. Stop focusing on what is going to feed your selfish desires and feed your flesh. Instead, learn to love one another. And how we love one another is how we serve each other. And how we serve each other is already with those things that God has already deposited in your life. But think about that for a moment. What if each person chose to come to church next week already predetermined that they've got a gift that God's given them and they're going to be dispensers of that gift the moment they walk onto this campus. What would happen? And then we chose to do it week after week and we would get stronger and stronger because we're exercising our giftedness, we're exercising, we're exercising week after week and all of a sudden you're going to start to see a body that grows and matures, and so much so that people are going to say, you have got to come to my church. Why? Why? Why are people going to say, you got to come? You would not believe how you get loved on. You would not believe how you get served. You would not believe how you're encouraged. You would not believe what is happening here. Now, imagine the grace gift infused with the Holy Spirit when the presence of God is in a place and the environment that it is, and all of a sudden that gets magnified, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on, because here we go. God is going to do this incredible thing, but he does not leave us behind. He includes us in his plan. So sometimes we think about, oh, well, God's just going to do what God's going to do. But guess what? how God does it? He does it through people like you and I. So you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, you're already planning, what, what is my grace gift? And in a moment, Pastor Kevin is going to come up and he's going to help you um, understand how to go about saying, what's my grace gift and how do I start to execute it? But I want you to think about this. Think about what it would look like if it's no longer our life is about us, but if it's about them, those who are yet to come to Christ, those who are in our family, the family of Christ, it's no longer about us. What am I going to get? How do I feed myself? How am I going to feed my flesh? But it becomes about serving others, not serving ourselves. See, it, we have to understand it's out of love. It's love for people becomes a heart to serve. It's our love for people that is really 
births out this, this heart to serve. Would you take a moment and just think about how much you love people? And if you struggle a little bit with that, ask God to reach into your heart a little bit and stir that compassion bug a little bit in your heart. Ask him to increase your love because if it's not rooted out of love, it's not going to have that desired effect. Then what's your grace gift? What's your grace gift? Take your love for people. Start to have a heart to serve one another with your grace gift. And it's going to create this beautiful circle of how we're going to exercise together, get stronger together, and we're going to grow something together that is so beautiful, so magnificent. And who gets all the glory? Not me, not you, but Jesus. Jesus gets the glory. And you know what? That's the way it should be. Our lives are to reflect his goodness. Our lives are to reflect his, who he is to a world that needs him. The world is looking at the church. The world is scratching their heads and saying, is this the place that we want to be a part of? Is this who we should associate with? And when we start learning that our job is to love one another and to serve one another with our grace gifts, then we pop alive and we grow together. It will be an irresistible place. Would you join with me in saying yes to what Jesus wants to do through us? So right now I'm going to ask Pastor Kevin if he would come. Pastor Kevin is one of our Foursquare pastors And he is going to help you close up this message and bring it home for you. Love you guys. So glad that you've been here today. I'm excited about what God has for us. Would you welcome Pastor Kevin? Do I have your attention? I wasn't sure I was going to do that. Where is he? Oh. I wasn't sure I was going to do that, but then I said to myself, you know what, one of my grace gifts is to make people laugh. (laughs) Everyone except my wife, I think. After 16 years, she's a little uh, over it. Well, you know, I love in that video there that uh, we have a a great lead pastor, don't we? uh, Thank you, Pastor Mark. Not there. (laughs) He left. He's not there. Um... He's like, okay, so Pastor Kevin's going to come in a minute, and he's going to tell you how to do this. Thanks a lot, Pastor Mark. (laughs) Because that was really a a complete message, wasn't it? And I am not necessarily going to share anything with you right now, and it's not going to take a long time, under an hour and a half, I'd say, at the most. Really, I just want to augment a few things that Pastor Mark said. So I got four things for you, and it's not going to be long. But one, repent. Two, Ask and wait. Three, serve. And then four, endure. I want to share a story about a, a I was going to say young lady, I guess, in the, in the scope of eternity. She's very young. Uh, through my regular job, I had a chance to meet and serve this wonderful, wonderful lady. Her name is Beverly Gerstenberger. <laughs> Not the kind of name you want to have if you play sports. <laughs> Jersey would be a mile long. But she is just the sweetest 
older lady that I have ever met. Loves Jesus with all that she has. And it was a privilege for me to meet her and serve her and her family as she was transitioning. You know, I came into her life when she had lost her husband or was close to losing him. And they just needed some help with, uh, I work at a, a credit union. So I help people with their money. And I got to know this lady. She lives in the same town I did. Awesome, wonderful lady. And the more I talked to her, she always encouraged me and strengthened me with uh, what she had to share. But she moved to Ohio to be with some of her family because now that her husband's gone, uh, all of her family was not in the area, and it made sense for her to live uh, closer to family. And upon her leaving, she had a, like a final day sort of thing where everybody that she knew uh, was invited to come and say goodbye. And as she was telling me this story, she said it took all day, and I believe it, all day, hours for people to say goodbye to this lady because of the impact that she had in their life. And this woman, and this is a, a grace gift, she had a gift of hospitality like I had never known and seen. This woman loved people. She loved to open her home and share with people. She told me stories about uh, missionaries and people just traveling to serve God, and they would invite them into their home. And the people in her community where she lived and the, the neighborhood where she lived, how she knew all these people. And I know this is true because I met another couple that knew her. And the testimony or the, the things they would say about this woman, I know it was true. She had a grace gift of hospitality. You know, I came to know the Lord a lot of years ago and when I was a much younger man. And it was a day much like this that the pastor was preaching on serving. And I'd been a Christian for, I have no idea how long, very short period of time, a year at the most. And I'd be coming every Sunday and it was like, this is great, Jesus you are my everything kind of thing. And he was preaching on serving, and I was convicted, like, Pooh, I'm not really doing anything. So I took the next week, and I prayed. And I still wasn't sure in the next Sunday what I was going to do or what really. I didn't really hear anything definitive from the Lord. And then the youth pastor approached me and said, Hey, how would you like to consider helping out in the youth group? And immediately I was like, That's what I'm supposed to do. So then began this process and this great opportunity to be involved in ministry, in the ministry and in the lives of young people. And my grace gift, I am an encourager. You know, I like to meet people, talk to them, get to know them, remember them, just share moments with them. And I'll never forget, just God has given me opportunities, even just yesterday, that repeatedly, willingly, it's not that I just invite myself into somebody's life, but willingly just, hey, how you doing? No idea how much just a smile and a hello goes, but repeatedly saw this kid who would come into youth group, and that kid looked like that was the last place he wanted to be. But slowly over time, what ended up happening is this kid began to open up to me and just share about his life to where when I would see him, he now had a smile on his face. Just yesterday, I met with a kid, a guy, I guess he's not really a kid, same thing. This kid would come in, just look like, you know, if looks could kill kind of thing, and just repeatedly helping him a little bit, but just talking to him, hey, how you doing? Finding out what he was interested in. He came in to see me yesterday, and he said, actually, I just came to see you. What he needed me to help him with, as far as his money kind of thing, took about five minutes, and we just spent the rest of the time talking about cars and just uh, me getting to know him. And I consider that a grace gift because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that opportunity that Jesus will open the door for more. But it starts with uh, being involved in his life. So grace gift. Another grace gift. How many know the story of Stephen in Acts chapter 6? You remember the story of Stephen? So they had the widows, right? The Greek widows and the Jewish widows. 
And they were having a dispute over who got served their food first, you know, because they were caring for the widow, something that's very important, very close to the heart of God. So Peter says, okay, listen, we cannot be tied up waiting tables. We have to devote ourselves to our grace gifts. And he says the, the praying and the ministry of the word. So they said, find out who's got a gift in this sort of thing. Figure out who is good in this sort of thing. And we'll appoint them to do that. Well, the Spirit opened up their knowledge to choose Stephen, who the the Scripture says was full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. That's a grace gift. Wisdom being a grace gift. So they appoint Stephen to use the wisdom that God had given him in order to make sure that everyone was cared for and it was done in a loving way. So see, you have that connection of the love, the serving, and the gift. So I share those things because really, again... Pastor Mark was absolutely right. If you're in this room and you have made that step to say that, Jesus, you are my everything. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. I love you. Boom. You have a gift. I would even argue that if you don't yet know Jesus, he still has a gift for you because he's created you and he loves you and he wants you to be a part of his family so that you can then use the gifts he's given you. So every single one of you has a gift. I don't care what you think about yourself. You have a gift. Because the gift doesn't come from what we think about you or what you think about you. The gift comes from your heavenly Father who loves you. So everyone has a gift. And the gifts are different. That's absolutely important. The scripture in verse 10 there, in 1 Peter 4.10, says varied grace. We know grace is God's favor, right? So every single one of you, God has specifically taken his favor and put it over you in the form of a gift or gifts. Think about that for a minute. If you don't feel very highly of yourself, you ought to walk out of here on, how about cloud 10? We're going above cloud 9 today. We're going to cloud 10. You have a gift. Very gifts. The body. The scripture talks about the church being the body of Christ. The church throughout the world, the body of Christ. The body is lots of different parts. If we all had the same gift, we would be boring. So all of you have, we all collectively have different gifts. And the reason why we have different gifts is because we have a complete need, right? We have a a full need. And when each of us identify our gifts and we love one another enough to serve one another, our complete needs are met, right? Jesus is pretty smart, isn't he? So I think he figured out that not only does he love us, but he apportions a part of his grace, his favor over us so that we can serve one another So that any need that we have, I mean this, any need that we have, whether it's physical, spiritual, monetary, can be met with the people that you see around you. Because God's purpose for those gifts, like he could have just done this all himself, right? He could have done it all himself. But he honors us with salvation, and then he honors us with his grace. And his grace, excuse me, his gifts serve two purposes. One, his grace, his gifts to us are to reveal him to the world, as Mark was already saying, and then secondly, to make disciples, right? Go into all the world, preach the gospel, and make disciples. Making disciples is about you and I coming to maturity, coming unto maturity. The scripture says that we are being conformed to the image of the Son, that God in his mercy is forming us and shaping us to be like Jesus. And we do that together by you serving me, me serving you, we serving each other. And then equally important are those grace gifts to be used outside this building. 
When we come together, we celebrate, we worship in song, we worship in giving, we worship in conversation. And we should do that with all that we have because we are a free people. But God does that in this space so that those who might be among us that don't know him would say, God is in this place. How many times have you walked away from this place and you're just, you, are just, you sense the presence of God? But then, you know what? We don't stay here all week. If you do, <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Because maybe you need a place to stay, and I would like you to come stay with Richie. <laughs> And the other truth is, is that Jesus doesn't stay here, right? Do you know that? Jesus doesn't wait here. Okay, see you next week. That's not what he does. He goes with us. He goes before us. He goes behind us. He goes around us. So I would challenge you, use your grace gifts while you're here, but use your grace gifts in your life group, in your neighborhood. See these people? We spend that community time like, hey, how are you doing? And it's five minutes and it's done. It's like, okay, that's my interaction with people for this week. No, these people are meant to be in your life all week, right? Back in the day, these people did not spend five minutes together saying hello to one another. They were in each other's lives day after day. We need each other. So our grace gifts are meant for this space. They're meant for us to share them together when we're not here. And then they're certainly meant to share them with those who yet don't yet, those people who don't yet know the Lord, right? Romans chapter, back it up, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I say there's a lot of scriptures that I love. 2 Corinthians 5 is my absolute favorite chapter in the Bible. The reason I know our gifts are for others that are not in this building or in a church today is because... Mark said that it's the role of the leaders to prepare the saints for the work of the ministry. Paul says in Romans chapter 5 that we have been given this ministry, this ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation is a fancy word for making God's appeal to the world that he loves them and that he came for them and he died for them. Amen? So our grace gifts are meant for us to come alive with the joy of the Lord. When you figure out what your gifts are and you operate in your gifts here, throughout the week, around people that don't know Jesus, what happens inside of you is what makes it all worth it. I, when I get to use my grace gifts and I'm just, you know, God blesses me with his presence in the joy of the Lord, the joy, the not happiness, everything's going right, but that joy, that even-keeled joy. Scripture says what? That the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So the joy of the Lord when we serve, it's not drudgery, but it's fulfillment. It's fulfillment. When you connect your grace gifts to serving one another out of love, what happens in your heart and in your life is irreplaceable with anything else. Love for others, hard to serve. All right, back to what I was saying. Number one, repent. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 4, the first thing that Mark mentioned is that he says, stop living for yourself. So together, as a church, let's agree to repent of living for ourselves. And I want to repent uh, as a leader. In any case that somebody's grace gifts were not celebrated or even released if I can do that, and I just did. So I want to repent on behalf of the leadership to say that if you ever felt like your gifts were not honored or you weren't released in your gifts, then I, I repent of that. 
also repent if you have never, you know what your gifts are, but you're not using them. And repentance is just, what I like to tell my kids, repentance is not, oh, what was me? It's just, it's almost like you're raising your hand before God and you're saying, yep, that was me, I did that. It's just owning up to what's already going on and you admitting it yourself. So repent. Second, ask and wait. If you don't know what your gifts are, we're going to sing a last song in a minute. And what I want you to do is we're going to have people to pray with you. If you don't know what your gifts are, we're going to do two things. We're going to pray. And there is a scriptural, cool scriptural symbol that revolves around oil because oil is the Holy Spirit. So I know we have some oil here somewhere. And it's not the oil in the kitchen. It's uh, the good oil. (laughs) If you would like, while we sing our last song, Come up and ask for prayer just in the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be released in your gifts. For you to know what your gifts are and then that power, that anointing of the Holy Spirit to to come on you, to flow in you, out of you, and through you. And then three, serve. If you know what your gifts are, serve. Find a way to serve. Find a way. Find a way. Pray and wait and then serve because God desires that we use these gifts because he's given them to us. So when we pray and wait and then we serve. And then fourthly, (laughs) fourth is endure. Endure. Because when you look at all the examples of serving, Stephen and Acts, filled with the Holy Spirit, using his gifts, what happened after that is, is persecution. Peter talks about persecution after he shares this word about using gifts. Jesus suffered. So endure, because as we begin to live out the call that God has for us, as we begin to use our grace gifts, you're going to expect that the enemy and the world is not going to like it. But you endure. Once again, that's why we need one another. Because some of you have a grace gift to be able to support people when they're struggling through something. And lastly, I just want to end with a scripture in Hebrews. This is chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy before him, set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you not grow weary, you do not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus is our perfect example of somebody who was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, used his gifts. Scripture says he was filled with grace and truth, used his gifts to serve others, to serve you and I. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for his his gifts and his sacrifice. And then he endured because he was looking forward to the joy that God had set before him. And I tell you the truth, that if you are here today and you would say, Jesus is my Savior, then there is a joy that's been set before you as well. And so let's serve God together by using the gifts he's given us to serve one another and to love one another. And may the Lord help us love people because it's an expression of our love for him. So, joy, right? Joy unending will be our, our, uh, our reward when we see the Lord. 
So we're going to close with joy. And again, at this time, those who are, are uh, those who pray, I think elders, any pastors, life group leaders, really anyone, to be honest with you. If you want to be prayed for so that you can identify your gifts and be released in your gifts and just the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you, as we sing this song, come forward. Don't have to sing. Uh, and then we'll close. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 